Brought to you by GN and Co. Ayo, where you going? You know that it's after school is after school with your girl, Sis G.U. to the assembly. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm so excited, but I'm also very nervous because, yeah, I'm not used to having to speak in front of a live audience. It really is just normally myself and my sound engineer, but we're gonna get through it. I know you guys are gonna help me through it, which is the most important thing, you know? So don't be scared to show me love as I speak. Don't be scared to react, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get into it, but I'm very nervous. I'm not gonna lie, but I know I can do it. Okay, so, Shaw gang welcome back to After School is After School with your girl, Sis G.U. To my returning listeners, I hope that you guys are well. And to those that are passing by, I hope you like what you see and you join the gang, please. I hope you like what you see and you join the gang, please. I hope you like what you and you gang. Hello. Hi, guys. You guys look absolutely amazing. Well, those of you that I can see. Um, so I'm just going to get into my first episode. I'm not going to waste any time. And as most of you know or should know, this is my first ever live podcasting event. And this is not something that I honestly saw for myself, podcasting at large, that is. So I had started my journey on YouTube. I was a student at UCT, and honestly, the whole experience traumatized me. Um, Yeah, yes. Mm. It didn't go the way that I had planned for it to go. And honestly, I just found myself needing to leave that space and to be true to myself and just give myself the time to heal. So in 2020, when COVID had started, I decided that I'm not gonna do the school thing yet, so I put that shit on pause. And I decided to be a content creator. And I started my pot, my YouTube channel called Uncomfortable Growth during that time. Uh, I was very fortunate in that people took to it. It did really well. People liked the kind of content that I was putting out. And I was really moved and blessed by that because I was speaking about my personal experiences, especially with mental health. And again, school traumatized me. So majority of the things that I was speaking about at that time had a lot to do with my mental health. And as I started my YouTube channel, I used to get comments all the time about people asking me to start a podcast. I didn't listen to podcasts. I didn't care for podcasts. I didn't understand why people wanted for me to do more than what I already was doing. So much so that I had gotten my equipment five to six months before actually recording the first episode that I put out. I just kept putting it off because I hate starting things from scratch. I hate sucking at things and obviously when you begin, with something, you're gonna suck at it, you know, and you're gonna get better at it as it goes. So my podcasting journey has now led me to doing live podcasts. Wash, and that's not something, again, 
that I saw for myself, you know? It was an opportunity that was presented to me and I thought, why not? Like, the gang is always asking to meet me and the pe like, people are very receptive of my podcast, so just like, why not put myself out there and try? And in preparing for this event, which is what my whole episode is about, I realized that like in my life, I've had to start over again multiple times. And sometimes you feel like you're only gonna start again in certain aspects of your life. And sometimes you're hesitant to start again because you're so old, you're in this industry, you're so far gone that it's almost impossible, well, you feel like it's impossible to just start again and become a different person and try a different path. And had I not taken a different path, I wouldn't be on the stage today. So I'm forever grateful that I took the leap of leaving school. We're gonna talk about that because there's a way to go about it, rats. And just trusting myself and putting myself out there. So y'all, my episode today is titled Starting Over Again. I have done this many a times in my life and I've done so in many different aspects of my life. And today I'm gonna to speak about the different places in my life where I've had to find myself starting over again. The first thing I wanna say is that as I've become older, I've had to redefine my friendships. And I'm saying that because again in Varsity, I was honestly plagued by anxiety and depression that with getting older, I've now realized that the way in which I was friendshiping wasn't healthy. I was having an attachment style to my friends which wasn't healthy at all. I was very needy. I needed a lot of reassurance, I needed a lot of their time, and this was fueled by my depression. You know, depression can really make you feel like people don't have time for you, you're unwanted, you're unloved, you're not worth it. So I really had my friends to carry me through that time, which is crazy now that I think about it, because I was 20 years old, and they were also 20, like what are they doing carrying another 20 year old's problems? You know, like they're going to school, they're going to lectures, they're dealing with ancient niggas, <laughs> like there's a lot of things that are happening, but I'm also now putting my problems onto them. And I'm so grateful to my friends for being able to carry me during that time, because they did. Like they made time for me, they reassured me. I even remember whiling at one of my friends and be like, oh my goodness, you didn't send me a morning text, you hate me. Like that's how needy I was. I needed to know that I was being thought of all the time, which is obviously way too much pressure to put on a friendship. Again, because people have their own lives, you know, their own lives and their own problems. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that the way that I friendship is different. I'm now friendshiping from a healed place. I now understand that my friends are gonna be busy. They're gonna have their own lives. They're gonna have their own plans. They're gonna have their own relationships. They're going to have things that are just outside of me. And I'm going to need to make peace with that. And that's completely okay. And because I'm friendshiping from a healed place, there's no longer that expectation or that need for my friends to carry me the way that they used to. You know, like, I do think your friends should offer you love and support when it gets hot on the block, but like, the homies can't be at my door every day. It's not gonna work, babe. You know, they've really got lives of their own. And I think the beautiful thing about friendship when growing older is the fact that you allow yourselves to have space in the friendship, is the fact that your friends are going to need time to go through their own things, to heal through their own things, and they may not need to talk to you or consult you with every step that they have, right? And then I was further like thinking about this and I just came to the realization that 
for you to be able to grow into yourself, you're going to need space. And because my friends held so much space in my life, I feel like I took a lot to the things that they enjoyed. You almost like, you know how you chill with someone or you're dating someone and then you start speaking their lingo or your honey starts dressing like you or whatever the case is. I feel like that can happen in friendships too. Like you're with your friends all the time, so their problems are yours. Their interests are your interests. And in order for you to grow as a person, you need to be able to have space in your life and in your friendships to become that. And that's also really hard. The older I'm getting, I'm also realizing that long-lasting friendships are a blessing and that they're not easy. I think as we're getting older, there's this notion that as you're losing friends, you can't keep friends, you're a bad person. <laughs> Just a lot of hogwash. You know, people have a lot to say about this. But the reality of the fact is that because we're constantly changing, constantly evolving, constantly shedding, constantly learning and unlearning, the common ground that you have with your friends may not be there. You know, your friend may go through something and that may in turn call for them to be a different person, call for them to have different interests, and you may no longer have a common ground, and that's completely okay. I honestly think that if we were friends with the people that we started this life with thing, like, I'm not sure <laughs> about that, personally, honestly. And it's been really cool to watch, or rather, it's been really cool to see that God has blessed me with people that I'm supposed to do this walk with and supposed to be on this path with. Because although we have been able to grow in our individual lives, we've still been able to find common ground. And if you grow and you realize, like, hey, yo, dog, we don't talk about the same things. Like, we don't have this in common anymore. I can't speak to you as easily. You don't understand me as the way that you used to because I'm now in a different chapter or path in my life. Like, that's completely okay. So I've learned to start again in my friendships in that the way I friendship is differently, what I expect from my friends is different, and also I've had to reintroduce myself to the friends that I've had for the longest time because I'm a person that's constantly changing. And if you want for people to make space in your life, even your friends, I don't think it's fair for you to assume that they're going to just know who you are when you're going through these process of shedding. And if you're able to share that with your friend and they hold space for you, that's amazing. Those are the people that are meant to be in your life. But if you're about something else and they're not about something else, like there's no beef, there's no hate. It's just that we're not meant to be doing this thing together. And I think people need to just Make more peace with that, you know? And I've also realized that there are some friendships that help you survive, but there are other friendships that don't help you grow. You know, like you can help me get through a stage of my life, but now that I'm at a different part of my life, I need something else. I need more. And if you're not going to give me the space to grow and to just experience life and to have different experiences and come more into myself, then that's okay. Like it's okay for it not to work. I also was a little bit deluge in that when I went to varsity, Romantic relationships were at the top of my mind. Yeah, scary. Scary. Um, yeah, I have, I've said this before, I'm gonna say it again. I'd always thought that you go to varsity, you find the love of your life, you get a degree, you get a job, you get married, you have ashikuku, ku. Okay, and honestly, there's some people where that it happens for them, and like, God bless them but maybe there's five, but God bless them nonetheless. It's like they're so lucky to have had that be their journey. So I came into varsity thinking I'm gonna find the love of my life, get a degree, get a job, you know, have a happy life with them. And because that didn't happen for me, immediately like it felt like my life started to shake in a terrible way, you know, because a lot of my self-worth, a lot of my time was being put into romantic relationships and being put into wanting to be accepted and being put into wanting to be the perfect girlfriend, which is ridiculous because at 19, uh, oh, bruh, what do you know, bruh? Like, you know absolutely nothing. And 
And when that fell away from me, <laughs> in the most shocking way possible, not the best, um, I then found myself like pouring myself into my friendships, you know? Naturally, when you don't have a partner anymore, you want to kick it with the homies a little bit more. You have time for them, they have time for you, and I think they just really low-key fill that void. And that's not a problem at all, but again, I found myself giving too much to my friendships because I had a lack of self-love and a lack of self-worth and I was at the bottom of my hierarchy. So now when I'm looking back at it, I realize that like you have to be at the top of that. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you don't love yourself, respect yourself, or value yourself, you're gonna find yourself one in situations that you just have no business being in. Two, you're gonna find yourself subjecting yourself to things that you don't have to be in, in the name of friendship, especially when you're friendshiping from um, a space of being depressed and anxious. You know, you just want people who are gonna be there. You want Excuse me. You want people that are going to hold space for you, uh, even if they aren't holding the best space for you. At that point in my life, any sort of love felt like real love, just because I didn't necessarily know what it meant to love myself. And I've just obviously now realized that, like, ugh, I can't be at the bottom of my own hierarchy. That's ridiculous, bruh. Let's be serious. You know, like, you have to put yourself first. And in putting yourself first, you then get to have better relations with other people. And obviously, on the topic of romantic relationships, I've started over and over and over and over again, okay? I have tried many a times, maybe not hard enough, story for another day, but I really have tried, and you need to not be scared to try again in romantic relationships. Like, again, I'm so grateful that that story or narrative of finding your partner in varsity wasn't my story. Like, I'm, I'm, I can't stress it enough. I'm so grateful because I've learned so much about myself in my single, in my season of singleness. I've been able to heal myself. I've been able to learn myself. I've been able to find what it is that I like. You know, you talk to who you want to talk to. You go on dates with who you want to go on dates with. You're just able to express yourself in a different manner, honestly, when you're single. So, yeah, like, I've allowed myself to make terrible mistakes that I think I've learned from, praying I've learned from, are we hoping I've learned from them? Um, but I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't take it back. I also know that people hold themselves in spaces because they don't think that there's better. I know that people hold themselves in spaces because they don't think that there's better. You may be receiving some sort of love in a relationship, but knowing that it's not fulfilling you, knowing that it's not doing you good, knowing that it's not leaving you in a good space, knowing that you deserve more, honestly. And because you're just hungry for love, brah, and hungry for a relationship, and hungry for roses, and hungry for dates, you keep yourself in this space when it isn't really truly serving you. And what I want to say is that there's always more love, and that you will always find what it is that you deserve. No matter how, I want to say it though, even though you're going to find what you deserve, it may not be quick, babe. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you think you're going to leave something and find someone better in the next year and be in the relationship of your life. Sometimes that's not the case. You're going to wait. You're going to wait. You know, people aren't the best, and you're going to have to fish through many situations and relationships that aren't necessarily the best for you. But I promise you, in that process, you're learning so much about you. I also think that romantic relationships have the capability of teaching you a lot about yourself because you interact with that person probably 
more so than you, you interact with anyone else. You know, with your friends, it's like we speak, but when I don't want to speak, I'm not answering my phone, it's done. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can hang out, but if I don't want to see you this weekend, it's cool. Whereas when you are with someone, you're constantly having to speak to them. Even when you don't want to speak, you have to communicate that you don't want to speak. So I found that like there's certain things that I thought I knew about myself, which I truly didn't. And when I was with someone, I realized like, oh, okay, cool. I thought I was this healed, wholesome babes. But when it gets hot on the block, bub, I'm blocking, you know? And that's not necessarily the way that you should go about things. But again, I wouldn't have learned this had I not put myself in that situation, had I not allowed for myself to have different experiences. Another area of my life I've had to find myself starting again is family. So when you grow up, your parents are superheroes. There's absolutely nothing that they can't do. You know, like you have a problem, you go to your parents, they fix it for the most part. Um, you want something, you cry to your parents, if you cry hard enough <laughs> and for long enough, maybe you get it. And I grew up just thinking that my parents were invincible, which I think is low-key healthy. It's nice to, to feel that as a kid. I think it gives you a lot of security. You know, just feeling like if I have a problem, I'm gonna talk to my parents, they're gonna sort it out, it's done for you. You know, but I also think that that has the potential of affecting you as a child when you start to see their cracks and start to see that they're human beings. Because our parents position themselves in such a way that they have all the answers, that they can say, no, you're not going there, not give you a reason at all, and now you just have to stay at home and it's okay. You know, like, you start to see their cracks as people and you almost, like, it can so honestly stir some sort of resentment towards them, just because you feel like they have it all sorted, but this you know, my parents aren't being logical right now. They're not being rational right now. They're not being fair. My parents are always logical and rational, though, I will say. But yeah, and I think a very big part of me starting again with my family dynamics was accepting the fact that my parents are human. Like, they are two human beings that have come together, that got married, that must have jobs, that must provide for their children in this economy, that must then have hobbies, then take care of external family, as well as having hobbies on the side. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I would love to get married one day, but right now, it's just not for the babe. It's too much. It's really too much. Like, my problems alone, I'm good, I'm Gucci. So I think when I started to humanize my parents and realize that they're going through life too, you know, like it's their first time being 30, it's their first time being 40, it's their first time moving to Santon, it's their first time doing this, you just learn to understand your parents that much more and have so much more compassion for them as people instead of these people that are supposed to have it completely under control. I also found myself having to literally reintroduce my parents to me. So in 2020, when I had my leave of absence, um, I didn't go about it in the best way. I took the leave of absence and then I told my parents, which is not something I would advise anyone to do. They definitely have the right to know where your mind is at and for you to consult them before making that decision. But I'm aware and I think that they're also aware that I just was not in the best mental space. So I literally, when I'm anxious, and overwhelmed, I drop everything. And I think that I tried to pursue school. I tried to do it for them. And at that point, I just felt like, you know what, Brad tried, and it's really not working for me. So I decided to take a break, and then I told my parents. And in telling my parents, I'm then like, yo, guys, I do YouTube. Obviously, they're like, YouTube? Like, what is that? How are you gonna make a living? We don't know what this app is. You know, how are you gonna go about making a life and a career for yourself? And so that was 2020, beginning of 2020, and I moved home middle of 2020, and I found myself literally reintroducing myself to my parents. So when I came home, I said, hi guys, you guys lived with the babes Guglieri when she was 19 at home under your roof. 
this girl now has had life experiences. She's on a completely different path. She is a content creator and she needs room in order to be able to express herself as such. And I honestly found that that helped my relationship with my parents because I was helping them get to know me. Sometimes we grow up and we expect for our parents to just understand, but we don't offer them the courtesy of trying to make them understand. And I'm not gonna, as much as I'm saying that, I'm also well aware that like you can do that and your parents can still not be supportive of what you want to do, you know? But you can at least find peace in the fact that you had the conversation and that you tried to make it easier for them. And if they don't understand it, that's cool. And I think we must normalize starting new relationships with parents. Like I'm a different person now and I view them differently. So our relationship is going to be different now, more so than what it was then. And you're allowed to constantly evolve and it doesn't have to stay at the thing that it was forever. Another aspect. I found myself starting over and over again in is for sure my walk with God. I talk about God quite a lot because, you know, he's my homie and we have a really great relationship and I believe in prayer, but there have for sure been times when it's been hard for me to pray and there have been times when I didn't believe as much and life is hard. Like, there are so many things that discourage you on a regular, regular, like Every single day, you know, that sometimes waking up and choosing to have faith, you feel crazy for it. You're like, there's no ways. In the world that I live in right now with the things that are happening, like who am I to believe that good is going to find me and that better things are going to happen? And I've also found myself having, like trying to compare my relationship with God at different aspects of my life. Like there was a time when we were closer and maybe we used to speak in this way. And now because we're not speaking in that way, I feel like we're not as close, which I think is not fair. I think you get to rebuild your relationship with God the older you get because there are things that you learn about yourself and you learn about God in the process. And you're gonna meet in the middle somewhere, you know? Just because your relationship looked one way two years ago doesn't mean it needs to look that way now. I think the most important thing is that you're just trying to have a relationship with him. And I've also realized that like new, in each new season, it requires new relationships in every aspect of your life. And I'm someone who struggles with the concept of starting over. Like I have an, an anxious attachment style. So like when things are good in my life, I want them to stay like that forever, exactly to the T. I don't like change. I don't like to adapt, you know? Like these are things that I needed, but honestly, I'm not for it. And as I've gotten older, I've realized the importance of being able to adapt and how it's actually just a life skill. You need to make peace with the fact that you're gonna start over. You need to make peace with the fact that there are going to be endings in your life. But I've now started to focus on the fact that as much as there are new endings, there are new beginnings. And the most important thing is the beginning. And if something is coming to an end, it's coming to an end for a reason. And it served 21-year-old Gugu, 22-year-old Gugu, 23-year-old Gugu, but like this version of Gugu needs something else. And the door that's going to open for me now is so much greater than the door that was open for me back in the Disney, you know, and this season just requires so much more of me that I should be willing to shed and let go of certain parts of myself because they aren't serving me. I also think that new beginnings are really cool because they're an opportunity to do something the way that you always knew you could do it. And that's how I look at school right now. Like, I'm terrified of going back to school. Honestly, I'm gonna speak on it very openly. And people stay asking me about it. None of you guys' business. Okay, but I definitely have intentions of going back to school. And I know I'm smart, I know I'm capable, I know I can do it in the right time. And I know that when I do go back, I'll be doing it from a healed place. Like just knowing how to take care of myself holistically as a person. And I think with school, they don't teach you that. Like they tell you school is hard, go to lectures, uh, this test, whatever, which is important, don't get me wrong. But like when you go to varsity, you experience life. You are away from your parents, you have a lot of freedom. There's so many things that you're exposed to that you weren't exposed to back in the day and you're just having to 
make this adjustment and find your place in the world by yourself to some extent. So yeah, I'm gonna go back to school and I look forward to it because I'll be able to do it the way that I always knew I could do it. Like, I know I'm capable. I know I can do it, you know? But it's, thanks. But yeah, it just wasn't the time for me. It wasn't the season. And you know what, sometimes like, some people can leave high school, go to varsity, smash it in three years and kudos to them, like my superheroes. Honestly, like that is another, another level of strength and dedication, but that wasn't my story. And I'm okay with that, and each person's story is different. And I know like when we're in school, we have the tendency of wanting to compare ourselves to others, like, oh, my friend is a year ahead of me, oh, she has this degree, oh, she's doing this, but I'm not doing this. And if your story doesn't mean that school is working for you at that time, that's okay. And if you go back to it, that's okay. If you don't go back to it and something else works for you, that's also okay. Like, your story is yours and no one else can ever take that away from you. I also know that I've spoken a lot, right, but starting over is scary and it takes a lot of courage and I just want to say that you should never keep yourself to the past versions of you to please the people that are in your life because you're scared of losing them you should <laughs> you should never be scared to change and evolve as a person to please the people that are in your life currently. If they are meant to be in your life, if they are meant to do this walk with you, they will accept the change and they will honestly be supportive of you and encourage it. But if they are not, for whatever reasons it is, you know, maybe they've undergone their own change and you have no common ground anymore, that's okay, cool. That's okay too, you know, you get to walk separately. And sometimes even in friendships, you need to grow apart to grow together. Like sometimes you and your friend need to separate so they can do their thing, you can do your thing, and maybe again in future you're able to find common ground again and realize that, okay, cool, like I do miss you as a friend and this was beneficial to me. So you're able to find each other. And also like I think the idea of starting over scares us because there has to be like this big date when you start over. You know, like you can be midweek and decide you're gonna do something and it's Wednesday, but you're gonna be like, you know what? I'm just gonna use the last few days to chafaf, to, you know, have a little more fun and then I'll start again on Monday. But like, as much as Monday is the beginning of the new week, you don't have to start again on a Monday. You don't have to wait for a new year. You don't have to wait for a new month. You don't even have to wait for a new day. If you're wanting to change something about yourself and you know, just try something, you get to do so in that moment, in that very moment. There's no one that needs to convince you. And I know sometimes, especially as Hans, bro, like you wanna talk to your friend like, oh friend, I'm thinking about doing this, is this okay, you know? And like, we place a lot of value in the opinions that we have from our friends, which is good because it means that you obviously value the opinions of those around you. But sometimes you actually have to say, this has nothing to do with anyone but me and I'm doing this for myself. And even if I fail, I'm failing alone, knowing that I did it and I tried and I can mark it off and I can pick myself up and dust myself off and try again at something else. So yeah, this is me starting again. This is me speaking in front of a live audience. This is me defying my doubts. Thanks. Yeah, this is me honestly, like I'm making the younger version of myself so incredibly proud. I am doing things I never, ever thought I would do. Like, guys, when I say school suck, bruh, <laughs> you guys don't know. Like, I, I didn't have a good time and I was just a shell of a person and that's because my anxiety had really overcome me and I'd become something that wasn't me. I'd become something that helped me survive that environment, but that wasn't true to Guguletu. And I feel like for the past two years, it's been really cool because now I feel like I'm being true to myself and I've started over so many times and I'm gonna start over so many more times don't confirm me, you don't know me, you don't know what I'm capable of, and 
I'm going to shake the table. Yeah, so that is the first of my, my first segment. I'm really proud of myself for getting through that. <laughs> Thanks. But yeah, I just want to encourage you guys to start over any day, any time. It doesn't matter what people think. It has nothing to do with you. That's my favorite thing to say. Like when people come to me and they ask for advice, they're like, oh, what do people, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. Like what people think, it has nothing to do with you. But that's me, guys. And I'm gonna leave you guys with this. I will be back with another segment with a very good friend of mine. I'll see you guys shortly. Boy. Yeah.